The 12 Days of Restless. Day 7. Pastor Michael, we are back halfway through the 12 Days of Restless. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. You know, it's a good, exciting time to be uh, working through so much wonderful stores of material. Uh, I just said that super weird, but like we, we just have a stockpile of great things that we can look at and enjoy together. And they keep coming. This is a they beautiful do. thing about the internet. The weird, cringy, and sometimes okay takes are just everywhere. And so, they, hey, that's what we're here for. And today we are going to keep, as I promised on Twitter, this week is going to be even more lit. And so we are going to get high on this supply, largely from Twitter again. Uh, Pastor Michael, the, the early reviews of the 12 Days of Restless have been great. People yeah, are enjoying it. Right. Yeah, people are getting into it. And hey, don't forget, like the reason that we're doing this is not just to pick on uh, Big Eva on Twitter, but also because we have a book that came out. A the lot Deacon of, of you are starting to buy it. Yeah, The Deacon of God. Uh, you know, a lot of you are starting to buy it. Look it up. You know, find it. We'll link to it uh, in the description of this podcast again. But like this is uh, just our attempt to draw together many uh, reform confessions and catechisms and what they have to say about the civil government. This came up in a few different episodes over the last year, kind of the Christian's role and civil government and uh, you know what that looks like. And so we thought we should do something actually beneficial. So it's something that we think might actually benefit people and benefit the conversation, not just constantly talk about the bad tweets. But maybe we should do something positive with our lives. And so uh, that's what we attempted to do. So go out, check it out. Again, The Deacon of God, it is, it is live. There's a bunch of you already starting to buy it up. Uh, we'd love to uh, have more people buy it up. This is, what, this is the way that you can bankroll the Restless podcast. So far, this has only been a money drain. <laughs> we, we do not make anything here. Uh, but this is the way you could support us if you want to. So today we are going to do something indeed positive. We are going to help Thabiti Anabwile because he asked for help on Twitter last week and Twitter wrote in as it normally does with help. And we thought it would be a great moment for the Restless Podcast to come to his aid. So if you don't want help, don't ask for it on the internet, I guess is the one of the Restless is always here to help. We're always here to help the BD. Especially if you are a previous YRR leader. Uh, the BD wrote uh, back in his more nine marks days, he wrote a excellent book, uh, a kind of an intro on Islam. I used to give people pretty regularly. He's written some interesting things on deacons and elders, specifically expositions of those chapters of First Timothy. However, recently, Thabiti has become known as kind of a controversialist on the internet, uh, a bit on the woke side, perhaps. And today, he, well, not today, but today, whenever you heard this, a, a week ago, before Christmas, he asked for some help. So let me read the tweet, and we can discuss it. Y'all help me crowdsource something, please. Can you think of any passage of scripture where Jesus rebukes, condemns, anathematizes, ambushes, stalls, harasses, or verbally fights a woman. Maybe John 4 is a mild rebuke. Can you think of a clear example? That is the Beatty's question. Pastor Michael, 
can we call this tweet something? Am I allowed to make a judgment on this tweet before of we course. attempt to help? This is this is the internet, Matt. You make judgments before you attempt anything else. That's where you start. <laughs> I think this might be a bit of a loaded question. How about what? <laughs> what? A loaded question? Can you give me a time when Jesus harasses a woman? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're getting into something here. Was this what was this for? Like, why did this come out? This was in response to something, I assume. So obviously, there is no uh, clear. There is no like answer, right? He doesn't say, "Hey, I'm saying this because." Yep. Welcome to Twitter. What yes. this followed is the pictures of Beth Moore at her new Anglican church. And where people were uh, criticizing her for leaving the Southern Baptist Convention, criticizing her for being maybe Anglican clergy because Baptists don't understand how Anglicans dress in their services. And I don't blame you, Baptists. That's that because who I know, knows? <laughs> I know. I know the Anglicans tried to dunk back. Hey, this you guys don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, we know. We don't understand. Yeah, Anglicans, we love you. Hey, we'd love to have an Anglican on to tell us. Hey, why are all these Baptists joining you guys? What's going on there? Uh, be really have, interesting. And it looks like we may even have one or two Anglicans lined up coming. Right. But oh, but generally, God. but generally, Thabiti has oftentimes come out in defense of Beth Moore. And so I think he is um, maybe describing the different kinds of behavior he saw uh, Twitter engage in when it saw these pictures of Beth Moore. And so the question, you know, the, the, the loaded question is, were all these dudes being Christ-like in how they interacted with Beth Moore? Now, Pastor Michael, do you know what I don't want to talk about today? Beth Moore. <laughs> Beth Moore or how she tweets or how people tweet at her. I want to talk about the actual, this actual tweet. I want to take this tweet as a standalone other than the loaded question. So Pastor Michael, do you think, um, is this, is there a problem with this tweet as it is context or not? Uh, Well, I mean, even just the leading nature of it, right? So it, I mean, it, it sets up, if you're going to defend the, you know, affirmative on this question, it sets you up as you're defending the fact that Jesus attacks women is what, I mean, that's what, you know, he verbally fights. Um, If you took it in like just a a actual question way. So obviously this is a, it's a kind of apologetic. It's a kind of like rhetorical device. This isn't a question per se, Uh, but as a real question, like this, uh, this actually goes to something that I feel like we've talked about on this show, especially when we're talking about uh, Mark Driscoll and how he related to men versus women and, uh, you know, things like that. It seems to me that uh, there are uh, many, many within kind of the, the broader evangelical space, especially these really popular guys, these kind of high level guys who they have a really strange way of interacting where like you can very clearly um, and even strongly call out male sins, like sins that are common to men, but you're never allowed to do that when it comes to women, right? So you're never allowed to uh, like directly, like to say that there are certain sins that women are more prone to and should be more careful about or should watch out for or, or something like that. Um, and that is just seen as like outright, like you can't do that. And it's an e- egalitarian yes. impulse 
um, that wants to try to level everything. And sometimes out of simply like a confusion that, you know, maybe, maybe they don't want to in some way, you know, uh, you know, lower the status of women within the kingdom of God. And, you know, that is in some sense, I guess you could say a noble uh, goal. You know, nobody wants it. We don't want to do that here on Restless. We want to right. elevate women to the place that God has put them. Uh, but part of that includes recognizing that, you know, as we've said, uh, women need pastors too. Uh, yeah. the, the Bible speaks to women just as much as it speaks to men. Uh, this is God's revelation for all of his people. It is not just just for men. And so that yes. means that God does speak to women. Jesus did speak to women. Uh, he did speak to women, even called out their sins, by the way. So the one thing he does do here is he does mention John 4, which, you know, good on him. So there is a clearly an interaction uh, there with how Jesus, you know, uh, speaks with the, the woman at the well and, you know, revealing the fact that she's clearly living in uh, a very scandalous type of situation, um, you know, living with a man who's not her husband. She's been married many times before, you know, in, inferring some kind of infidelity on her part. And so yeah. there's, you know, there, there is that going on. Uh, but uh, that obviously like we're, we're getting into like a real conversation and that was not ever the desire of this tweet. <laughs> and, but I think you, I think you've put your finger on the, maybe the, the presenting problem. This is a leading question, right? The answer is supposed to be no, because even the reference to John four is like, well, may, if you really want to try and argue with me, the answer is maybe this one. Now, I think the reason the, 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 and then you got at the second level, which we might call the second problem of this is since the leading answer to this question is no, if that is the answer to that question, let's say he's right. The answer is no, Jesus never did any of these things. What, what does that mean? Because if the answer is no, does that mean women can't be rebuked, can't be condemned, can't be right? Or rightly done any things. Again, this is why this question is loaded because yeah, it's this... weird too, by the way, that like he he puts together words like rebuke, which is a perfectly biblical righteous word. Yes. Uh, and which in fact Jesus does at times rebuke even women. And then uh and then on the other hand, includes you know, verbally fights or yes. harasses. Right. As if these things are all kind of together. Yes, yes. That the it's a combi it's a combination of positively good things uh things that again there's confusion and then things that are at least meant to be negative i think that with how jesus interacted with the pharisees and with how they interacted with him they both probably would have described him as harassing right when jesus is going after the pharisees when he's going out of his way to find them and and point out their problems call them I, out i think today we'd call that harassment uh, but i understand what he's talking about a kind that I don't want to, you know, I'm not here to support, but he's putting these things together. And so if the point, if the answer is no, the point of this that would follow is you can't do this either. And that is what you're already getting at. Do women still sin? Do women need pastors? Do women have a will? Can women lead others into error? Well, I suggest to you the answer is an unqualified yes, they can. And therefore, anyone with any love for them will will re, will interact with them on this. I have to. I have a daughter, right? I have a daughter. Please, if you're a father, 
don't follow this advice. Rebuke right. your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Lead your daughter. Teach your daughter. Don't let her live in, in unrepentant sin. Again, whether or not, again, this is why I'm talking about this, because I don't care about what we're talking about with Beth Moore. But Pastor <laughs> Michael, we've only we've only arrived at the, the first level of the glory of this tweet. Oh boy, because, here we go. <laughs> because as you know, this tweet, like all tweets, gets a lot of replies. And so the first one is, people came along and decided I'm going to try and answer this question, which is great. So let's, let's read how someone answered the question. And he said, uh, the Samaritan Jezebel nagging wife in Proverbs, Bethany of, of Martha of Bethany Eve. And that's off the top of my head. So this person is saying, ha, I've got so many examples. Um, you know, I, I'm just doing them off the top of my head. And, and this was the second interesting tweet, Pastor Michael, Omitting for a moment the Old Testament passages, you see Jesus severely or harshly rebuking, anathematizing, etc., the Samaritan woman and Martha. Notice in that tweet, he, he did change a little bit the question. But what really was interesting about that statement is omitting the Old Testament passages. Why? Why? <laughs> it's, uh, oh man, yeah, what a weird, just what a weird weird way to respond so obviously again you've got somebody who's got a personal friend that people you know you've got you know a whole bunch of you know people who were maybe following her or not i don't know really didn't like her or something they didn't like something that she did she switched you know she's supposed to be this big like you know baptist leader and she switches to being anglican and that kind of weirds some people out and so they start, you know, calling it out or saying something about it. And so he wants to defend his friend. Uh, right. Like what a, can I just say what a like really passive aggressive way of doing that? You know, like wh why not just come out and say, Hey guys, like maybe like you're not the right people to make a judgment on this just because you're like in the SBC and you have a phone, like maybe you're not the right person to make this judgment. Like that would be a really easy way to say that. And I think, you know, potentially, Right. You know, I mean, I assume that there are probably people who were in positions that they had a right to speak to this and with right. being, you know, that this involves public figures and public theologians and Bible teachers. Like this is like the role of some pastors and ministry leaders is going to be to publicly, you know, call things out if they see a problem with it. But that like <laughs> the idea that like instead of just saying that, which is very simple, it's straightforward. It's not super easy to misrepresent, although people still do it and that's okay. Instead, you're like, <laughs> you're like, did Jesus ever rebuke or like harshly, uh, you know, like uh, harass a woman? It's right. like, okay, I don't, I don't know what you're going for here, man. I promise you, if that had been this tweet, the Restless Podcast would not have discussed it. We, we wouldn't have because, said a word. <laughs> because litigating the legitimacy of Beth Moore's switch of denomination under whatever suspect circumstances or how people responded is certainly not something we're interested in making a hallmark of our show. <laughs> but the fact that you have brought, you have made it a hermeneutical question. That's when we ride up. That's why we are here. And it helps that you're uh, like a, a YR. YR of course, because <laughs> you know? you're, you're a person who was teaching me how to read the Bible yep. and taught a lot of us how to read the Bible. And now you're telling me, let's go ahead and omit the Old Testament for yeah, a while. Yeah, let's just forget about that for a little bit. 
Hey, That's let's a- forget. Let's forget <laughs> the part that I think would discredit everything that I'm saying. <laughs> right. Oh, we just need to quick um, omit the part that would be devastating for my argument before we continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pastor Michael, am I allowed to read the the text message you sent me when I sent you this tweet for today? I don't know. I don't know what I said, so I don't. <laughs> well, worried. you can tell. You can tell if I need to cut this. You All said. Right. Omitting the Old Testament, a favorite Baptist pastime. <laughs> that is uh, that is brutal. Hey, Baptist, I love you. I really do. This is this is a, a intra-Presbyterian text that are now being let out into the interwebs. And so I just want to say I really do love you and have a lot of respect for you. And I will make fun of you. And I expect you to do the same for me. Uh, but in yes, in my private uh, private texts to Matt... <laughs> I do sometimes take a jab at Baptists, I guess. Now, after I had had read this tweet, I think that I kind of came to this idea that there was a pretty painfully obvious answer to this question. And we're about to give a Baptist pastor a lot of street cred. Uh, Pastor Gabe, he does the well, what uh, video series, if you know who that is. I think he's a generally pretty solid guy. He responded with some verses from Jesus in Revelation. He said, Revelation 2, 20 through 22, you tolerate that woman Jezebel. I have given her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will fall, throw her onto a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her, I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of her works. I mean, I think it is a pretty painfully obvious answer to the question. Yeah, very straightforward. Yeah. It's just right. It's a bad, it's a bad question. It's, it's not, it's question. obviously it's asked in bad faith. It's not uh like, you know, hey, let me crowdsource something. No, you're not really crowdsourcing. You're taking a passive aggressive like way to try to like attack the guys that are in one way or another not liking what your friend did. And that's like, you know, you want to defend your friend again. Man, I want to defend my friends. Like that's great just do it. I don't know. It's right. just weird. It's just a again, weird thing to me. Again, this is this is always the danger is when you even what cuz you could even imagine a case where wanting to defend your friend would be totally 100% commendable. Right? Beth Moore could be in the right and we've done this on the show. He could be 100% in the right wanting to defend her and I would still be against this because it is taking hermeneutics and it is twisting them for no good reason. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? We've, we've at times, again, this is the, the thing that comes to my, my mind that people would have heard on the show is we will at times hear Driscoll say things in a sermon and go, that was right. And then we'll realize what passage it's from and we'll go, and he is not preaching the Bible in the least when he says these things, right? The, it, they, those things matter to us here on The Restless Show. And we do not omit the Old Testament passages. And you didn't even have to go there. You had Revelation. Join us tomorrow for even more Restless.